0: Hello, <laughs> uh, everyone, and welcome to the One the hot, don't hold the hot, don't talk to you about video games although we're gonna have at the start of this show um a little less about video games so um, i had a little bit of uh, some personal stuff i had to deal with this last week so i don't have a lot of personal game updates i did start playing street fighter 6 um but we're not gonna talk about that this week so instead we're gonna talk a little bit about um i watched the mario movie so i want to kind of talk about my, my impressions of that a little bit um I also started a new manga and since we're a little little short on <laughs> game content this week I figured that might be a fun thing to talk about as well. It's been a long time since we talked about like an anime or manga I feel like. And then, uh, and then just some news stories that I just want to kind of comment on briefly. Most of these are from the Xbox Direct and Summer Game Fest uh, shows. So, um, you know, per usual, I'm not going to go through everything. I just don't think it's worth my time because I imagine most people listening to the show already know the news that came out of there. So I'm really just going to focus on things that I personally have any, you know, specific insight into or something just like caught me off guard and I, I just want to kind of note that kind of thing. So we'll talk about those things in the kind of the back half of the show. So, so so, you know, no real game impressions this week, although I did get Jack Jean in the mail or Jack, G- Jack Jean or something like that, um, which if you don't know, is a game we talked about on the podcast a long time ago with uh or i haven't gotten it yet it comes in tomorrow actually but um it is the uh kind of like an otome game with uh rhythm elements things like that so it looked really cool and i went ahead and ordered it um the the localization was announced a long time ago for it and they took pre-orders and i wasn't sure like how available it was going to be i didn't know like access this whole thing and like how often their stuff is like available or if it's like a limited time thing seems like you can just kind of pick it up on Amazon, so maybe not the greatest choice. And, you know, the reality is is that right now there's very little chance I'm going to get to it anytime soon, unfortunately. So, maybe a little bit of a waste. I would love to play it. We'll see. I'm a f- I've been saying recently I'm a fake Otome game fan because I just, like, I like talking about Otome games, but do not play any of them, so, or have not yet. I, re- I do want to, but, like, Bunny Mission Bond isn't an Otome game. It just kind of, like, has vague feelings of, like, an Otome game kind of thing, so... Um, And one thing I haven't talked about on the podcast really is that I've been doing things on the One Showboard Twitter recently. Um, I don't know what you want to call them, like Twitter bits or video gaming bits. Video gaming bits has been like an ongoing name I continue to use for like various things that kind of represent what this is. But um, essentially, I started making tweets that kind of focus heavily on uh, things about games that I appreciate. And I've been doing this for about two weeks now. And I had a trial run uh, uh, about a month or two ago where I tried it out and uh, I got some good response then. I haven't had a great response to the more recent stuff, unfortunately, I will say. So we'll see how much I keep up with it. Um, like there's a handful of people who are kind of checking in normally, but I haven't really had any ones that really took off beyond like Golden Sun, reached like a larger audience for the most part. But most other people, um, it doesn't seem to have uh, um, reached them. Um, which, you know, sometimes I'm like talking about things like Lady Santa, which I really don't expect Lady Santa to reach people. So sometimes just having a good time, but other things in there that may be a little bit more mainstream and I might expect to, uh, have a little bit more, um, traction that I would expect, uh, didn't get like Rhythm Thief. I had a Rhythm Thief post and like the Rhythm Thief community, I think is pretty, um, you know, small, but tight knit and will typically kind of engage with each other, um, where it just didn't seem to get like any of their, their feeds or anything like that. So, well, see, I, I'm I'm just enjoying doing them right now. So as long as I'm still enjoying doing them, I'm just going to keep doing them. But um, if it becomes too much of a uh, burden or, or you know, I, I start like, I mean, it definitely comes at the cost of time. That's for sure. But it's like 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour if it's like something that I struggle with a little bit to figure out what I want to say. But for the most part, you know, it's a sub one hour thing. So it's not taking up that much time, but I am doing it most days of the week right now. And, um, that might change because, you know, that is still like, when you add all that up, you know, we're getting close to like five hours a week. I'm working on something like that. Right. So it's quite a bit. So anyways, we'll see. It was originally going to be like a YouTube short series, but the the production of making YouTube shorts is just like more higher. And like, I don't know if I really have, um, I don't know, like I, 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 I I should make YouTube shorts, but I don't know if all the things I would want to do with that would really fit a YouTube short. Type thing as well so anyways that stuff aside mario movie what is this movie called super mario brothers the movie is that what it's called i don't remember um so i finally got around to watching this we have a like a movie nights in our discord so if you're interested in that and joining the community and like watching our um some movies there uh we we typically watch some stuff there and uh This week we watched the Super Mario Brothers movie and um, if you don't know, previously I watched the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and really liked that. We also talked about, I think, Final Fantasy XV Comrades on here. Not Comrades, Final Fantasy XV Kingsclave. And while I think I'm a bit biased on that because I'm a Final Fantasy XV Comrades fan and like Comrades and Kingsblade kind of are connected in a lot of ways... Um, I, I did like that movie quite a bit as well, but you know, I think final fantasy 15, uh, comrade or (laughs) comrades, uh, King's Lave does kind of fall on the, the, the side of things of like, it, it, it makes more sense for context for 15 rather than it's like its own movie kind of thing. But on the bright side, it feels like its own movie and it doesn't feel like, um, like kind of what I think the super Mario brothers movie turned out to be, which is more or less just kind of like, a fun fest of wink wink nudge nudge kind of things i feel like i mean it's it's good i think like the dialogue i think it's well written it's funny um but uh i just don't think like movie structure wise it, it, it worked out very well in my opinion i just think the story and like I think there's just too much going on. And so it like doesn't really give the, the 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 thing any time to breathe. So like the things that would be interesting, like, oh, what type of character is Peach in this movie, or like, how is Mario and Luigi's relationship in this movie and things like that don't get the time they need to shine. Um, and so like if I wanted those things to be explored in a movie format in more interesting ways, this movie doesn't do that. Which is really unfortunate because the beginning of the movie I think does do a great job of looking at um, Spike, which was the uh, the antagonist from Wrecking Crew, and giving Spike a place in that world and a purpose in that world in a way that matters. And Spike kind of disappears after the first chunk of the movie. He kind of comes back later, but for the most part, he more or less just disappears. But what he means at the beginning of that movie, I think, is very important. And um, I think that they probably... I think more of that and i think what that would really needed was like a reigning in of scope um but i think they really wanted to make this movie something where anybody who has engaged with the mario franchise over the last 30 40 years however long it's been uh can look at it and say oh i remember that um whether you're a kid playing mario kart 8 today whether you're somebody who played Donkey Kong the arcade a long time ago, or if you're somebody who knows about more obscure Nintendo knowledge and stuff like that, right? Um, you know, quote obscure Nintendo knowledge, like like in the in the sense of like where we're at on the internet. Like you listening to this podcast is not very obscure at all. Like stuff like you know Discoon being in the background and stuff like that from the Famicom, but like in the in the in the scale of the mainstream, it very like fairly obscure knowledge, right? um and it does that it is a movie that like at any point as long as you've engaged with mario in some way you will get some kind of wink at you and be like hey remember that um but to me a lot of times it feels like it comes off in the way that like if you remember, like the back half of like reggie's presence at nintendo and there are things that became memes with him um earlier on that kind of came back and specifically this one i specifically kind of got kind of frustrated by frustrated it's not really the word but like the, i get this feeling by is when reggie would say my body is ready he would say my body is ready so much and it, it definitely just feels like okay bud and it's like I, that's how i feel about a lot of that the stuff were like okay bud it's on like donkey kong okay bud <laughs> like I don't know like i just i don't know anyways but like that that it's on like donkey kong is for somebody who is like you know kind of disconnected from what's happening for the most part and you know are just taking their kids i think to the, the 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 movie theater right but it does have the stuff for like you know the parents and kids and stuff like that who are engaged with mario as well as teens and things like that too right um and people like me as well but i just think it's like not done in a very tasteful way it's done in a very low-hanging fruit way um, which I just think is a little disappointing. Um, and I just think the core structure of the movie is just not strong. Um, I understand why people don't like the movie, like why it got a bad review score initially, because I think as a movie, it's not particularly good, but the pieces around it as a fan film and things like that, or a a film for fans, things like that, Nintendo fans, my cat's running around. Sorry if you're hearing all that jingle jangle. Um, I don't, think it is I think it's a lot better as just like that but otherwise I think other than the beginning of the movie with like Spike the foreman and things like that and Mario's family that stuff is the strongest stuff and like the rest of it could kind of not exist and wouldn't matter in my opinion um that that is the part of the movie that does anything and I really wish they kind of focused more on that um I think that's like what made Sonic the Hedgehog 1 work so well in the movies is that it focused more on what makes the movie good and what Sonic means in a good movie, not, you know, how we can do a bunch of wink-wink nudges to people. Like, they definitely do that still, but they implement elements of Sonic's worlds in ways that make sense in this movie world. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's a little... It's a bit of a weak movie in that regard. Um, and I I am hopeful that when they do a new movie because it's not being viewed maybe as much as like a one shot thing, like, you know, this may or may not turn out. um, It gives them space to be willing to slow down and cover some of these stories a bit more um, substantially. Um, And so my hope is, is that the next movie is a bit more, a bit has a bit more story to it. Um, So, yeah. That's my personal feelings on it. I think if you if you, if you you love it, you love it, right? So enjoy yourself. That's good. And uh, I think it's like a, a fun Nintendo fan thing. And, you know, it is cool to see uh, a lot of like movies do well. I personally um, prefer the older Mario movie. I think at this point, if I were to t- take that from my gut, I've not watched that mo- mo- the live action Mario movie in a long time, but um, I do seem to recall that movie being cooler because I do think it does kind of more of the Sonic thing where it takes... You know the Mario Universe and puts it in a movie and just like says, "What does Mario mean for this this world rather than just, you know try to make a bunch of like wink wink nudge nudge kind of things but I should rewatch it at some point and see how I feel about it so anyways, that's that. Um, The manga I started reading is uh, ongoing at the moment, but um, a friend recommended to me. It's called This Uncle Likes Cute Things, Um, and I don't have a ton to say about this, but basically it's a manga about like this. I think he's like in his 40s, 40-year-old guy who uh, has loved cute things his whole life and um, has kind of tried to hide it and like ended up getting in a divorce, it sounds like, because of it. His wife was like, that's weird that you like cute things, basically, I think. Um, and it's a really fun, cute little thing where, like, basically it's him trying to hide his love for cute things, but then he's, like, interacting with people in the world who, like, he doesn't want them to know, but at the same time, they have, like, their own little weird hangups. like, there's one guy who's, like, trying to basically get like expose him in some way when he doesn't care what it is. He doesn't know he likes cute things, but if he can get him on for liking cute things, he will kind of thing. But like, he also has like a love for cats. So like he has his own little weakness. And so he's like the, the the main guy is aware of this guy's love for cats, but he's like, okay with it. He doesn't care. But then the other guy is just like, you're going to do that to like, (laughs) to do like, you're going to exploit that against me and things like that. So it's kind of cute. There's also like a nephew who lives with the, uh, the uncle, and the nephew is just, like, a really cute kid who um, is, like, way too considerate to his uncle, probably. He's probably too good of a kid. <laughs> um, just, like, the unrealistic teen. Um, but he's, like, very uh, kind to his uncle. But his uncle is still, like, worried about what he, uh, well, he'll think about him. So the kid kind of unknowingly feeds this, like, cute uh, um aspect to to um his life although it seems like as far as i can tell that the kid's like maybe catching on that he likes cute things maybe um and then there's like another guy he meets that's like uh very openly cute maybe not openly cute but he's like very he wears his love for cute things on his sleeve but he doesn't like like necessarily like people liking that they know that like like it seems like he, he gets excited and he can't hold his excitement in but it seems like if he if he can, he wants to avoid other people telling it. So like it's like some weird camaraderie and stuff like that. So you know, for me as somebody who is like you know essentially a straight guy who likes cute things, right? It's very uh, <laughs> I don't know if relatable is the right word, but it definitely speaks to me in a way. Um, so I think that's part of why I really like it, but it's only like twelve chap- chapters in right now. And um, the problem with ongoing things is that you know it can take years and years and years to go anywhere. So there's a very good chance I'll fall off of it at some point, and then like two years from now, I'll be like, oh yeah, that thing, and then pull it back up and be like, where are you at? And it's gonna be like ongoing. I'm like, all right, well I'll catch up again, and then a decade from now we can uh, we can wrap this up. Thanks, manga. <laughs> I'm so. So, yeah, but they didn't really have a lot to say about that. I just thought it was pretty cute. So anyways, that's it for that. Um, we're going to do a Jillian's Corner question before we get into the uh, Summer Game Fest Xbox Direct stuff here real quick. So Jillian asks a question, as she does. Again, thank you, Jillian, for supporting us on Kofi. Um, there is a new video on Kofi right now. It is the uh, Monolith Soft ranking video of, of re Ranking Future Redeemed. Future connected and re-ranking some Xenosaga games. So if you're interested in those things, that is there and uh, that's on the Kofi alongside the Chase Chase Joker's video, as well as the Dragon Quest Die. Um, uh, crossblades video as well. So, you know, just a dollar and you can get those, those videos and take a look. Otherwise, eventually they'll end up on the channel. I don't really know when they're going to end up on there anymore. I haven't thought about it that much. I'm trying not to think about the OCP plus channel as much as possible, honestly, right now, just because whenever I think about it, I get in the unhealthy state of like, I got to pump stuff out there. And like that channel is more or less like, I like that channel because I could just be whatever I want it to be. But at the same time, it's like not going to go anywhere. So I don't I don't need to like invest a ton of time there. I just need to upload there as it makes sense and as I enjoy my time there, basically. So so yeah, but Jillian asked the question, what's a game that would be amazing if not for the controls? Well, actually, I have a game that is on the mind for this. Um, So I mentioned the Twitter bits thing earlier. Um, So, one of the games I recently uh, talked about on there is a game called Domino Rally. I think it's called like Everyday's Manon in uh, Europe. I don't know what the Japanese name is. Um, but it's very like Katamari Damacy like but um, the, the thing that's like kind of fascinating about it is it is like probably one of the most intense uses of the Wii remotes controls um, of any game because basically what happens is you're this guy and you set up dominoes in front of you or there's sometimes dominoes already there it depends you like you have to kind of like bridge dominoes together. Um, and you use the Wii pointer to place dominoes on the field. It like usually happens like in a, basically a stack of 10 and those dominoes, uh, are on set paths for the most part. So you can like, you can change different courses, but it's like all kind of preset places that you can change directions and things like that. Right. So, so you can choose where you go, but more or less it's all on rails, kind of like a train track, you know, and how that would work. Um, but in addition to needing to use the pointer to do this, Um, one thing about the game as well is uh it's a score-based game, one, but B, to go faster, you need to shake the Wii remote, and you need to shake the Wii remote in time with the steps on the dominoes. And this game moves fast. So, like you, if you're stepping on those dominoes quick, you are rapidly shaking that Wii Remote within a particular rhythm. And if you're trying to build a domino path in front of you while you are rapidly shaking the Wii Remote, as you can probably imagine. It is very, very hard to do that. And in some ways, I really respect this game for going so hard on the controls. However, I will say it makes the game, I think, way more difficult to play than it probably should be. And I think it does hurt the game overall. Um, I think Domino Rally as a game probably would do better on something like a PS2 or something like that, where you could press the button. And then, you know, use the analog stick and then maybe like press the square button to like basically place the dominoes in front of you and then use the analog stick to like change the direction of the the dominoes you're placing. I think that would be a better game. Honestly, I could be wrong, but I think there are some some Wii games that are just like that. Domino Rally is a Wii exclusive as far as I'm aware. But, you know, there are other games that like, you know, Totally Spice, Totally Party and things like that that I think would be better games as a PS2 game. Um, Disney Princess Enchanted Journey, I think would be a better game as a PS2 game as well. Probably. Um, I think maybe, did I have a problem with the motion controls in that game? I can't remember. I don't remember them feeling substantial. I can say that much at the very least. Nah, Enchanted Journey is like such a a minor, like a a, a relaxed game overall. I don't think it really got in the way. So maybe that wouldn't really matter. I feel like we had a conversation on stream about it when we talked about that game. But I think, I I think maybe I kind of came away with like, this is fine how it is. Um, there's a PC version of it as well, but, but definitely, um, uh, totally spies, totally party. Unfortunately, some of those mini games just do not do well with the motion controls. Um, or at least I could not get them to work well. A lot of times with the Wii, something to keep in mind is that like, sometimes a game is just looking for a particular type of motion. And if the game doesn't do a good job of communicating that motion to the player, um, it can be really hard to, um, succeed in those things. So, um, that, that is like a, a big problem with the Wii in general, um, especially early Wii games that don't have gyros. So, uh, But, you know, I definitely think Domino Rally is a very cool game that I think if you're a fan of the Wii, you should definitely check out. And especially if you're a fan of, like, the Wii's controls, you want to see, like, it push to its absolute limit, that's a great way to do it. And it's definitely very playable and beatable, but it just would be an easier and more enjoyable experience, I think, with the controls being more standard controls. And I'm, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if on Dolphin you could set something like that up, which is the Wii emulation stuff. So... Anyways, that's it for that. Thank you again, Jillian, for your question. And thank you, Ben, for your answer. Hey, I didn't mark my list here right, but it is the Xbox Direct Summer Games Fest uh segment of this show. Like I said, we're not going to go over um, you know, every announcement. We used to kind of do that stuff, and I just don't think it's really valuable, honestly. So I'm just going to kind of touch on things that uh That I think were most relevant to us here. And uh, kind of give my thoughts on anything that I feel like I might be able to say something more, a bit more uniquely about. But um, anyways, one thing I do want to say, and you know, if you've been listening to me talk about, you know, press conferences and stuff in recent years, you're going to know what I'm going to say here. And I'm going to try to keep it short because I don't want to like beat a dead horse. But uh, the Xbox Direct, I believe, I need to go back and check. I believe they said they were going to focus on gameplay stuff. Um, and like, but what really it was, was like in engine stuff, there was very little gameplay at the Xbox event. And that is one of the most frustrating things to me of any event is when I can't tell what your video game is. Um, there's like a segment on like Hellblade 2 and like they showed like two seconds of a character walking through like... A field, and he turned around and like threw their spear at like a giant thing, and the 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 thing just was like, oh, like don't hit me with that. And then like the rest of the the, the whole presentation was just like a girl like sitting there staring in the water, like hearing voices in her head, freaking out. Which I mean is fine, but like that doesn't tell me anything about your video game, really. I mean, it does tell me it's not about your story. But like, I I'm I want to know what your video game is. So please show me your video game. <laughs> like that in addition to your gameplay, please. Um, but like, I think, I don't know. I assume that this stuff works. Otherwise, why would you do it? So anyway, Summer Game Fest, I think was like a better execution of that stuff. I think there's a lot more gameplay there. I do think one thing that I don't think is like super helpful to me either, though, is when there are long segments of gameplay unedited. While I, I am okay with that. I kind of just think like a nice, well-timed, well-cut trailer that takes up like, you know, two minutes at most is usually like what I really want. Like, show me the highlights of your video game, man. And that's just what I want to see. But, you know, I assume they do these these ways because they are, you know, either can let them present the game in a better light or because people respond better to those things. So, you know, that's just my own personal feelings with that stuff. Anyways. Specific game stuff, um, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis was at the Summer Game Fest show. If you don't know, this is the, uh, Final Fantasy VII mobile game. That is a, um, interesting, like, compilation of a bunch of Final Fantasy VII story stuff uh into one experience that kind of in some ways looks like the original final fantasy 7 with like chibi characters that kind of like stand around on the map and stuff like that but then when you go into combat it's the high quality kind of like final fantasy 7 remake character models in combat but because it's a mobile game there's like like uh, clothes gacha gotcha and things like that and, and armor and weapons and stuff so um it's it's, it's kind of interesting in that way like visually being very distinct from like Final Fantasy 7 that like all these characters are like their attires evolving as they're playing there's no like overworld as far as I can tell it is just kind of like jumping from mission to mission to mission but that's kind of expected for this kind of game so I'll be curious to see if people rip those outfits out of there and uh should put them back into Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth at some point but it's in beta this week I believe or this month um so I think people are playing it at the moment I d- haven't seen any impressions about it I don't think personally I don't have like a lot of um direct interest in this game from like a gameplay perspective i think it looks fine uh, but what was really kind of stood out to me was the weird amount of final fantasy 7 the first soldier representation in this trailer so if you don't know final fantasy 7 the first soldier has kind of like a canon group which so i the first soldier is the one that was like the battle royale game i was playing as like a canon group of main characters in there that are a team of three and those characters are pretty heavily represented in this trailer so like Part of me, like, super respects them going in hard on those three characters that were just in the opening video for, for, for Soldier, and then, you know, basically making them play a major role in, uh, Ever Crisis, so... Um, I kind of appreciate that. I I am curious to see what their story is, but I don't know if I'd actually go away and do that myself. So maybe I'll like look up some cutscenes later or something like that. No deep ground in there though. Um, they did have a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer as well. I think, you know, you know what that game looks like if you've been looking at Final Fantasy video games for a while, I think. So I don't think I need to say too much about that. Um, I would like to play it at some point, just it's not happening anytime soon, so... Uh, it kinda, this is not a part of summer game fest. I mean, I would have loved if Jeff Keighley came out on stage and said this, but it um, just as a heads up dragon quest champions. They did announce that it actually was going to go live June 13th, um, which by the time you're hearing this in Japan will be June 13th. So basically it will be live. I don't know if we'll do any follow-up on that, but, um, you know, I, uh, I, I, I figure I at least say that it came out or <laughs> is coming out, um, for that. They showed off a new Sonic game, Sonic Superstars at uh, a at, at Summer Game Fest as well. Um, no real strong thoughts from my side in terms of the type of Sonic game it is. I'm not a huge fan of 2D Sonic typically. I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I just don't like get excited for it. Um, I think games that merge 3d and 2d are the things I prefer looking at more, although I think there's a balance that needs to be struck. That's like my biggest problem with generations is I don't think it's balanced in that way. And then, so a lot of it's kind of 2d gameplay and I I just like, it's fine. I just would prefer that bounce back and forth. It just feels like the 3d sections just aren't super well represented in generations. Um, Anyways, Sonic Superstars kind of goes just, I think, for the most part, all 2D. Um, There's like some mini game kind of stuff that's worth 3D, but that's, I think, historically been true for a lot of Sonic games in the past. Um, But kind of the key thing here is that it's a multiplayer game as well. So you can have the four players. I think you play um, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, I believe. Um, And so I'm really curious kind of how that will work, um, if it's going to be something where... You are expected to play with each other and engage with each other during that stage, or if it's more or less just something where you play the stages together, and then you know once everybody's wrapped up, you move on to the next stage. Given the the type of games Sonic two d Sonic games are, I really have a hard time imagining a world where that is like a very cooperative experience. Um, but I would love to be proven wrong on that. And I know there are Sonic 2d Sonic games that have done more. Like, um, we were talking about it in the discord on like a movie night as well. The Sonic, uh, fire and ice game on 3ds. And it seems like those have more like puzzle platforming elements to them, even the 2d games. Um, so that, that could maybe be some, something along those lines that would be interesting. But, um, my multiplayer group did show some interest in it. So there's a good chance that I will eventually play that with a full set of four players um, but, uh, they typically try to hold off on stuff until it's cheap enough and nobody in there I think is like a really big Sonic fan. So I'd imagine it's going to be, you know, basically waiting a handful of years until it gets cheap enough for that couple new like a dragon games just as a reminder i think at some point we'll cut this off but uh the like a dragon series used to be the yakuza series we haven't talked about it basically since that happened so i thought it'd be worth mentioning at least one more time here um so this is the new yakuza game but they're called like a dragon now and they showed off two of them uh at the summer game fest they showed off uh like a dragon i think it's called infinite money or something like that i don't have the actual name in front of me but i think that's what it's called um and it was no no gameplay or anything like that but it seems built on the yakuza 7 uh branch of things the main character there so assuming they kind of continue with that trend that means that's the rpg one i i am interested in playing yakuza 7 at some point but um what really caught my eye about this game though is that it seemed to be set in hawaii um or at least some american coast i would assume hawaii just because recently i've been told that like japan has some connection with hawaii and all that stuff so it just kind of makes sense to me that that's where it would be um but it's kind of just like on the beach somewhere essentially um and the guy is like you know there and a bunch of americans are talking english at him so Um, I'm somebody who is a big believer that the Yakuza series probably should try different areas and environments. I think that's part of why I like Yakuza 2 on the PS2 because it does take you to new places and I also like um, Okinawa and Yakuza 3 as well. Um, but anytime you go back to Kamurocho, I'm just kind of like, I don't really want to be here anymore. I'm kind of done with this. And um, it sounds like they kind of doubled down on Kamurocho for a long time after Yakuza 3, which is really disappointing for me. I mean, I'm not going to say for sure that that's the case because I haven't played them, but that is generally the impression I get. And so seeing them go to a place like Hawaii, I think is really cool. And hopefully that is a meaningful aspect of that game and a large portion of that game. I think the problem with like Okinawa and the, uh, I forget the place, it's like some place in Osaka and Yakuza 2 is... um. Those are like sub-segments of those games. So they're not the big part of it. Like Okinawa plays a big role in Yakuza 3, but like Kamurocho is kind of where the bulk of things happen. Unfortunately, the bulk of events happen, Um, which, you know, I think, I think I like the story of the Okinawa Island better because it focuses on more small time Yakuza groups um, where once you get back to Kamurocho and, um, and Yakuza 3, like you kind of get back to the big time groups and it's kind of like this weird thing of just like why is kiru here and like what's the point of this like it's the problem that yakuza 3 has where like it's trying very hard to give kiru a reason to go back and fight the yakuza like groups or something like that or get in- engaged with them when he really doesn't need to be anymore um but you know it's tough you know they uh, they kind of wrote themselves in a way that they were like oh like this is the end of the series and they're like uh we gotta we gotta keep making these so I do have Yakuza 4 and 5 on PS4 so maybe some point in my life I'll check those out but Yakuza 3 I think was plenty for me recently Yakuza 3 is my favorite of those games so I really enjoyed it but I just don't have a lot of enthusiasm for 4 or 5 at this moment at least as an outsider to those games uh at the uh Xbox show no I'm sorry like a dragon infinite was an xbox show thing infinite money like a dragon the man who Erases his name was a summer games fest thing um this is the spin-off game featuring kazuma kiru from the main yakuza franchise uh but this time he's kind of like an underground undercover fbi agent um for the most part it is set in kamurocho as far as you can tell so i'm a little disappointed in that regard but you know i can't I can't ask too much Um, I do like that it is like kind of like a weird FBI undercover version of Kazuma. He's like in a suit and tie and stuff like that. Um, and it kind of looks like maybe it's a little like dumb in a way that's like kind of fun of like, they, they bring back like the Yakuza 2 golden castle that was like, I don't want to get into it. Yakuza 2 has this weird scene where, like, a golden castle, like, emerges from the ground. I don't know. It's been a long time. We streamed it, and I remember it being, like, there and be like, what the heck is this thing? Or maybe it's, like, the castle splits in half, and there's a golden castle inside of it. I don't know. seems like it has that castle again. So, um, if they're, if they want to lean into something stupid like that, I'm all for that. But I'll need to see it. There's, like, this cool little whip thing Kazuma has in that game as well, where you can, like, grapple people and throw them around. But, um, I'll need to, I'll need to watch that game, um, like I said, I have a lot of other Yakuza games that I would like to play um, eventually or I, I would I would play in front of it if there's nothing that really jumps out at me about this one. And so far, there's things that jump out at me, but nothing to like make me go, oh, this is the one I'm going to play kind of thing. Uh, not a lot to say about this, but uh, Bandai Namco showed off Sandland. I actually looked at Sandland fairly recently because like I think an anime series was announced for it, or, like an anime movie or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting um and I was like I wonder if there'll be a game and sure enough Bandai Namco is making a game um the big thing I'm going to bring up this for is that it is not an arena fighter which is always kind of a nice thing with Bandai Namco it's like an open world kind of game I don't think I particularly have a lot of interest in what it is but it has that kind of like Toriyama art style big kind of like desert area it, it reminds me a little bit of like Mad Max to some extent in terms of like aesthetic too um you know in the Toriyama style I guess you could say the Dragon Ball Z guy artist guy basically um and the Dragon Quest artist guy so uh, it looks neat, um, but uh, and it looks like it's a lot of variety. I'll be curious to see how it turns out, if it turns out to be kind of a middling thing, or if it um, is, is actually good. It looks like it could very well end up being one of those games that like has a bunch of ideas, and they're interesting, but none of them are executed on well. Um, I forget when they said that's coming out, though. And the last news story here, um, so there's a bunch of Persona stuff that got showed off at the Xbox event, like a remake of Persona 3 and like a tactics game. I think the tactics game coming to Switch. I assume the remake of Persona 3 is coming to a bunch of platforms. I actually didn't look at it. Maybe I should have. But the, the more interesting thing to me is that the uh, project ReFantasy, which is like this project they announced a long time ago at Atlas, um, they, uh, finally revealed what that looks like. It has a new name, uh, Metaphor Fantasio. And, uh, it is a Xbox and PC only game right now, which is interesting. I tried to look into it just to make sure that it wasn't just the fact that like it was at that trailer, but the website also only says Xbox and PC right now. So that's not to say that PlayStation won't be a part of that launch lineup, but, um, I think eventually it'll end up on PlayStation for sure. But curious to see, um, how long Microsoft plans to hold on to that thing. But yeah, it essentially looks like persona, but in a different world and stuff like that, which, you know, um, I think that's probably fine for the most part. Um, I, I mean, that's kind of the, just the Shin Megami Tensei series in general. And while it's not labeled as Shin Megami Tensei, I believe, you know, it looks close enough. I mean, that's kind of how it is. Like is Machina X for the Dreamcast a Shin Megami Tensei game? No, but it's close enough visually story-wise setting aesthetically there's a lot of things that kind of cross over even though it's not really a part of that series but interesting that it's coming to xbox and pc only at this moment but you know again that doesn't necessarily mean it won't come to playstation if anything it will very likely come to playstation just depends on when it will come to playstation i think so anyways but yeah that's kind of it uh i didn't really have any other thoughts otherwise it's one of those things that like i don't know what i want all these xbox events and things like that a lot of these games i look at them and go like yeah i mean that's a video game and uh those could be okay and uh if i played them i'm sure i would enjoy checking them out but i just don't have the time for all these video games and i play a mix of old games and new games so that means that especially so a lot of games i just kind of look at and like neat i'll never play that there's like a game called like lies of p that seems to be really excited or people seem to be really excited about and i think it looks nice um but yeah, it's one of those games I look at I'm like, that looks nice, I'll never play it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, these all look like fun little little games at the very least. So I think you know, solid showing for what it was. Um maybe it doesn't have the kind of big like, hey, here's the reason to upgrade to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 kind of thing that you know, maybe some people and maybe myself, I guess that maybe some degree, I don't know if I actually care. Um, I'm like perfectly, perfectly happy with my PS4 Pro right now. I'm playing Street Fighter 6 on PS4 Pro and it's like, it's perfectly fine for the most part. Unless you like really are picky about stuff like, like the loading times are slow. There's some frame rate issues, but it's all playable. Um, And uh, like that that stuff doesn't really bother me. So um, maybe not thinking out at this show that really jumps out at me is like, ah, I gotta get, I gotta get, but you know, inevitably a lot of these games are um, only coming to those next gen platforms. So Um, it is something that, you know, will eventually kind of push you that direction, but none of these games, a lot of these games that look like that they, um, are, are, are are next-gen only, I think they, they look like they could have been on the past generation consoles, but, you know, just moving on, you know, that installed base of people who are actively purchasing there is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller, so less reason to do it, and, uh, as we get into 2024, absolutely more so, so. We'll see. I think I'm kind of waiting for a PS5 Pro at this point is what probably will end up happening. Um, I just think it's, you know, been late enough that I'd rather just get like a revision of whatever the current console is rather than, uh, rather than go in right now on the PS5 at the moment, but we'll see. I don't know. There's just nothing like really jump out at me. Final Fantasy 16 is kind of the one thing at the moment and I have plenty of other Final Fantasy to play. In the meantime... But instead, I chose to play Arc Rise Fantasia. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks for coming. OneControlWorld.com is the website. Like I said, there are three videos on Kofi that you can consume if you would like to. It's only $1, one-time donation, and you get access to those videos for the entire month, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, working on some stuff still. I talked about the Xeno stuff last week, but like I said, I had kind of a, a busy personal week last week, so... Um, unfortunately I just didn't get a lot of time to work on a lot of things that I probably should have worked on, but, um, I'm hoping this week that I'll be back on, back on the train. We got some PCFX stuff. I got to wrap up here very quickly and, and get that all done. So, but anyways, I hope you guys have a great week. And, uh, I think there's an Ubisoft thing that's happening on Monday, which I mean at the bright side, uh, Ubisoft generally has some pretty cool stuff usually, but it is kind of like, you know, cool in the way that like, it's like an EA game with a little bit of flavor, I feel like, so I don't know how much we'll talk about, but something jumps out to me, at me there. I'm sure we'll talk about it. So, bring back uh what was it? Killer Killer beings from Outer Space or whatever what Zombie U originally was. Killer Freaks from Outer Space is what it was called. Whereas like the rabbits in alien form that they sh- were shooting. Bring that back, baby. Bring back Zombie U, baby. I made a I made a post on Twitter about Zombie U. That game's awesome, man. If you're like, man, Nintendo like messed up on the Wii U and didn't use the gamepad in interesting ways, play Zombie U. Zombie U is a game that takes the problems of the gamepad and makes them a good thing, which Nintendo I don't think did. So like, I really like tons and tons of respect to the team who worked on Zombie U. They understood, I think that platform better than Nintendo and and what they could do with it in a lot of ways, which I think is fascinating that they did. Um, I think Zombie U is a great game overall as well. Um, I think people don't like the roguelike elements of stuff and like the story is a little loose, unfortunately. So that kind of gimmick, I think ultimately hurts it. where like, you know, the character has one life and they die. Um, So I think that's something that, you know, is maybe something that most people don't really care for, but, yeah, I think the game itself is solid enough, and if you're really curious about a game that really uses the Wii U gamepad to its fullest extent, play, zombie, you. Hope you have a great week. Bye!